When the cell door shut, reality closed in around him. 30 years. He would be 48 before he'd ever take a free breath. His dream of pursuing a career as a musician ended with the turning of that cell key. But he refused to believe he was committed for life. He took his thoughts and projected them towards freedom. His days were spent learning law, studying his case and developing the means to represent himself. In a legal system that allowed for a change of representation at any moment, he had to understand his situation. His energy went towards knowledge while his body gravitated away from music. The rap on the radio, the other inmates spouting poetry in the form of rhythm and rhyme, the idea of becoming a rapper haunted him. He would never manifest his dreams while locked in a cage. He avoided music for a time, focusing his thoughts towards something he could control, developing the education and awareness to see himself through, to survive the onslaught of cruel conformity and oppression, to gather intel and create a path in hopes of countering a system that found him guilty against his best defense. The years continued to pass. He never gave up and eventually he let himself dream again. He allowed his imagination to expand into a realm of creative self-expression. He picked up the pencil and began to write. He dove into a passion for rap music that, for a time, he believed would never be a reality. He found his voice and began to hone his craft. Recently released from an 11-year bid in prison, Dadge Parrish is now pursuing the path of an artist, exploring himself fervently in pursuit of change, sharing himself in the form of rhythm and poetry. This is Inside the Mind's Eye with Dadge Parrish. Everything in my own immediate experience supports my deep belief that I am the absolute center of the universe. The realest, most vivid and important person in existence. But it's pretty much the same for all of us. It is our default setting, hardwired into our boards at birth. Your essential self is the foundation of the universe. Just as the waves are continuous with the ocean, your body is continuous with the total energy system of the cosmos. And it's all you. That self is the basis of all being. Life as we experience it is a big act, and that behind this big act is the player. And uh, the player is you. I went on a rap game strike when I got locked up. You know, I ain't even want to hear none of that shit no more, man. Because my reality was I'm a teenager with 40 years, you know what I'm saying? 
it's a chance I might not never get a chance to do this shit no more. So you know how it kind of make you repudiate of shit. Like, man, I don't want to hear that shit. I started listening to a lot of reggae and music I grew up on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was almost like you, uh, while you were in there, the dream of doing that, you didn't even want to hear someone else doing it because you were like, fuck that. Yeah, like, shit, man, my whole reality was stripped away from me. You know what I'm saying? So... Like, my only reality is... Now, I do music for the love, the genuine love of music. So, that's all that was. I was... The whole industrialized aspect of it, I just put it out of my mind because I don't live that life right now. I'm in here behind the wall, man. You know what I'm saying? These folks talking about 30 years mandatory. You know what I'm saying? So, 30 plus 19, you know, that's almost 50. You know what I'm saying? So, who the hell gonna get out 50 be trying to rap? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I had to focus more... More so on the matter at hand, man. People in here are getting stabbed up by soups. Like, Raymond Noodle Soup, literally. That's what I'm talking about in the song One Day. You know what I'm saying? I seen a brother die by the soup two days after I turned 20. That's real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, people with... It's so much stuff going on, the different intricacies that exist with inside of prison, the prison life, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no time to be trying to sit here and keep it up with the newest rapper and the newest trend. I ain't have time for all that, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to focus on staying alive first and foremost, mm-hmm. staying healthy, staying of sound mind, you know what I'm saying? Making sure I'm aware of my surroundings and getting to know who I'm around and all that type of stuff. Like, my whole world changed. When you first when you first went in, how long was the sentence for? Were that you, and your, were they, what did they tell you? 40 do 30. 40 do 30. Yeah, 20 do 10 for kidnapping and a straight 20 for carjacking. Consecutive. They ran it consecutive as opposed to running it concurrent, you know what I'm saying? Although it's my first offense and everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They did that simply because I chose to go to trial. Okay, you went to trial? Hell yeah, I went to trial because I knew that they never had a case on me. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the only impactful thing... The most, I ain't gonna say the only, I'll take that back, but the most impactful thing about my whole trial was the fact, the mere fact that my auntie is up here testifying against me. You know what I'm saying? She electing to testify against me, and not only that, you know what I'm saying? She keeping them abreast of every move that I make that she know of leading up to my incarceration. Oh, right, right, right. So she was working for the prosecution. Yeah. Without, Almost from the inside because she's family, in a sense. Yeah, so you know the impact that that would have on people from the outside looking in. Like, now, nah, why would this man, auntie, be testifying against him? He got to be, he got to be something going on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just the, the, the mere impact of that alone, you know what I'm saying? Because the dude himself, initially, he wasn't able to give a description. I mean, I got all my paperwork right here. I can read stuff off of the transcripts out of my motion for discovery. He could never give a description. You know what I'm saying? He never... He had contradictory statements all throughout his testimony, like... And there was no physical evidence? Nah. There wasn't no gun. There wasn't no, no scientific evidence. They claimed they had a gun, right? So my, my lawyer was like, you know, we're presenting. No, uh, we don't have it because uh, the sheriff department up in South Carolina, they done such and such and all this. So what y'all talking what about? Did, what did they accuse you of? Kidnapping and carjacking. They they accused me of putting him putting him in the trunk of his own car uh-huh. and taking him from one city to another city, and then he supposedly got out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they said I ran, fled to Augusta in South Carolina, and all this, and he called the police, but 
he ran to something. He he ran to some house, called the police. When they got there, I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? And so all from then on, they was going back, you know, checking to see if I was at the resident and all, and I wasn't never there. But when I ended up getting caught, now I was at the resident, but it's my auntie house. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I got a hundred first cousins. I mean, I got around a hundred cousins, man. You know what I'm saying? Real yeah. talk. And and you didn't do it. See, my, my, my case open right now. My appeal is still pending. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is why you will hear me referring to it in the way that I'm referring to it, irregardless of the fact that I already did time and all this. Yeah. My appeal is still pending. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm still pleading my innocence right now. You know what I'm saying? I got an open motion for new trial. Every time it came time for me to have my motion for new trial, some kind of way, it'll get the data get rescheduled or... For example, a lawyer came to the prison and saw me. You know what I'm saying? They, they know they took the lawyer off my case. Yeah. Everybody that was for me, that I see when I went to prison, I started I started studying the law. That's yeah. the first thing. I don't, I didn't want nobody to work on my case for me because it'll put me at a at disadvantageous position. Yeah. You know what you I'm saying? Learning, you got to learn where you're at. And yeah. So you can you can help yourself. Exactly, because if somebody working on my case and they get transferred, now what am I to do? Yeah, I don't you have the be knowledge. able to know what where you've been at, what where the pl- plot's at for your own case. But so, but the I thing did. that the thing that confuses me is like I've have seen that to making a murder. I don't know if you've heard about that show, but there's also this podcast called Serial where they follow someone who's claiming their innocence, and and the whole podcast is weekly talking to this guy while he's in prison, getting his appeals, and you're rooting for this guy. You're wanting to know what happens, but there's still like so much reasonable doubt. And I feel like, like, if I were to be accused of something I didn't do, and I were to go to trial for it, and this is what I never see when I watch these crime documentaries or, or stories, is like the person getting up on the stand, like when they call you to the witness stand for yourself to testimony saying, bros, I didn't do this. Like, I don't understand. I didn't do this. Like, upset, emotionally ang- angry or, or disappointed about the system. More often than not, your defense ter- your defense attorney gonna tell you don't take the stand. That's what I'm That's saying. That's what they told me because I was gonna take the stand, but they told me don't get on the stand. And I was like, nah. I'm but going if on but the if stand. you didn't do it, why not take the stand? Because I know I can present something that can't nobody else present. You know what I'm saying? That's what I knew. That was my my trump card. I could present I could present stuff that people couldn't present throughout the whole. But as we was just sitting and listening to the trial, though, I was like. They haven't presented anything to convict me. Yeah, but I would I would be so livid, I feel like. I would just be like there's just all all this rumor and and he and hearsay and conjecture. I just, I'd go conjecture all the time. I'd be like you can't prove that was fucking me. Yeah. Like and I'm sitting here telling you, I'm sitting here in real life in real person, an innocent man, and y'all are still spending weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks debating whether I'm guilty or not. I don't know how I could I could stand to, to keep showing up in that if, yeah. if it was something I didn't do. See, their strategy was to keep me in the county jail for so long and then be like, well, he's going to take this plea after he keeps sitting in that jail. What'd they plead? What'd they offer you for plea? 25. You know what I'm saying? It was a 25-year sentence. I think it was a split sentence, though. Like, 25, do something. Maybe 25, do 10 or 25, do whatever. I wasn't taking it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you didn't tell a teenager... To take 10 years. I couldn't even see that far down the road. Mm-mm. 10 Mm-mm. years. I can't imagine anybody could. So take me take me back then to when the gavel hit. And he said, this is this is your sentence. After the trial went through. I mean, you know. 
I always been able to deal with, I always been able to face whatever, whatever I encounter, because this is how I've been taught, you know what I'm saying? I don't shy away from my circumstances or my whatever the situation may be. I don't shy away from it. I face it like a man. So when the gavel, when he hit the gavel, I mean, I ain't, I ain't. I remember saying, he's bogus here now. I remember saying that, but like, I ain't go off. Or I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Act crazy, but now I, I tell you what I do remember after that. You know what I'm saying? We went we went back to the jail and um they would let me stay out in the back to smoke a cigarette. A black and mild, in fact. That's back when I used to smoke cigarettes. But uh my my auntie had left the trial before before they gave me my time and all that. So while I'm back there smoking, just thinking about the my new reality, um, she calls up here and, and the dispatcher talking to her. And she had the nerve to ask them for how much time they gave him. Mm. So she was like, oh, I can't really, the dispatcher was telling I can't really tell you that. So she hollered back there to me. It's a small jail, uh-huh. Trootland County, you know what I'm saying? So she hollered back there like, oh, your auntie said how much time they gave you. I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? How could you even? But you know, I ain't trying to, see, I can, I can accept responsibility for my actions. You know what I'm saying? I never tried to, not take accountability for anything I ever done. You know what I'm saying? And that's not saying that I'm guilty nor innocent of this. See, my plight in this particular situation is that according to the law, you know what I'm saying, according to the the, the Georgia Code sections, the, the federal law, all of the law, according to this, I'm innocent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, based on, they, they cheated in my trial, man. They they uh, it was a grand juror. You know the four person from the grand jury mm-hmm. that signed your indictment. Yeah. The 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 four person from the grand jury was on my jury, and sat through the whole trial. Now you know he automatically biased because you saw enough guilt, you know, to indict. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what a, that's what the grand jury hearing be about, as to uh, uh whether or not uh they see enough guilt to take it to trial to indict you. So obviously he had a preconceived notion of guilt if you was on the grand jury and you signed the indictment. Mm-hmm. But now he sat through the whole trial and then when they was back when they sent him back to uh deliberate, he sends a note to the judge saying that he didn't realize that he was on the grand jury of the case and all of that. In which it ain't nobody had no case like this down here in this little country town. Mm. Probably ever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or if it have been before, it ain't been that many times. So it's very hard to forget this, all the publicity. So my lawyer moved for a mistrial, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we want a mistrial, man. They bucked on us like, nah, we ain't doing a mistrial. They replaced him with some woman. And they think, no, they come back with a guilty verdict ASAP. My lawyer moved for a mistrial on three different occasions. One occasion was, okay, they saying he identified me from a photograph. The night of the incident, but it's nowhere in the in the discovery, nowhere in the police report, nowhere ever did they ever say anything about him identifying me from a photograph. So now all of a sudden, a year and four months later, now they saying that this man identified me from a photograph. So my lawyer was like, ah, right, well, we want to see the photograph. We had a, a motion for what it was a, a suppression hearing before the trial, mm-hmm. and um. When we looked at the photograph, I mean, it was crazy. They were like, this the photograph? So they were like, well, so well, what other photograph did you use in the lineup? Because I posted a photographic array 
according to the law, is supposed to consist of at least six different photographs. They only used one photograph, which was a mug shot that had wanted for carjacking. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So my lawyer moved to have it suppressed. So the judge ruled in our favor, like, yeah, all right, y'all can't mention the photograph. So now without mentioning the photograph, this is why they did that. Without mentioning the photograph, it's nothing to ever connect me to it. You know what I'm saying? There's no factual, no facts to ever connect me to this case, period. So when it got to the jury trial, essentially they just presented their argument against your defense, and then the jury found you guilty. Yeah, after, like I said, after that, uh, the, the grand jury dude, he, Mitchell Edge, I remember his name like yesterday, but after he sent the note to the judge and they replaced him, the judge didn't even call out the entire jury to question them as to what what had been discussed in the back or whatever. They just went off of what he said, dismissed him, replaced him with another uh, person. They went back, came back ASAP with a guilty verdict. You remember how long they deliberated for? Like it's a, about, a, a about estimate. fifteen minutes. That was it. Yeah, that's it. Damn. My right. trial they left for like three hours. So we so we can. You're here now. Like. The circumstances that brought you here, you're still fighting for the appeal. Yeah. But you're on parole, right? Yeah. Uh, that means you have to show up like once a month or something, or they they nah, check I mean, on you. Conditions of parole and change. Yeah, they check up on you. But, yeah. Um, I'll be going to a parole. And you know, just whenever my see, I don't get in no trouble. I got a job, so they don't really be messing with me like that. Cause yeah, I yeah. ain't no threat. They got other people out here to worry about. Dudes out here shooting people in the mall and stuff, man. And you've been you've been out for like eight months. No, approaching eleven months. I got out uh, May the twelfth. May twelfth. That the same day I caught my charge. Really? That the same exact day I caught my charge. Holy fucking shit! All right, so let's let's wipe all that out. Like, take me to that first night when you're when you're in prison. You're in jail. You, I'm sure you stayed at county for a few months, but then you get to prison. I stayed at the county jail for 16 months. 16 months? And then, like, was there a time when you when you realized, like, oh, shit, like, this is, this is, this is going to be forever. Like, it, I'm sure it felt like forever. Like, this is going to be a long-ass time. You're, you're in your bunk at night, and you're just... Nah, honestly, man, I never felt like... Like, they defeated me. I never felt like it was over. Like, hell nah, man. I'm not. That's why I was so avid in studying the law. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew my case was messed up. So that's that was my crutch. Me knowing that the errors existed in my case. So that's really what kept me grounded, man. I never felt like... You're like, you're stripped of your freedom, though. Like, and you're yeah. around a bunch, of, a bunch of dudes, killers, rapists. I'm going to tell you, though, man. Sick people, man. It don't... But when you among them... It's just like going out to the store, man. Like if you go to the grocery store right now, because one thing that you got to always remember, these same people came from out here. Yeah. And most of them came from good homes. Some yeah. of them came from broken homes. They went through school just like me. It's, they rode school bus. And statistically, it's like 90% of them are drug charges anyway or whatever, right? No, nah, not where I was at. I was... I was I was with 90% of the people had life sentences. Uh -huh. I was with all the violent offenders and all that type of stuff. Like the drug dealer. The only way drug dealers was going to really be around us is like, okay, you got a drug conviction and maybe you was at another camp and start acting crazy or something. Mm -hmm. They'll get your ass up out of there, have you down there where we at in the real deal, the big house. You know what I'm saying? But nah, we was, we was where 
most of the people got hard time. You know what I'm saying? Can you, uh, were there, are there any like inflection moments throughout this time where something that might've happened? Like, how did you find your place? Did you, were there people? I don't know. Honestly, I don't have never, I've never been to prison. I don't know what it's like. It's like, see, it's, 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 it's more than one process when you come, when you go into prison because you had the diagnostic process, which is to try to go on and get you in prison. They got to check your blood, do all these, the testing, the, the, the psychological testing to see where you where you at mentally, all that type of stuff. So diagnostics wasn't even like prison. That was this was in coastal at Savannah, uh, uh, down in Garden City. Mm-hmm. So you know that's over by where I'm from. So I kind of felt that home. Not saying I felt that home in prison, but just being around so many familiar faces. So that wasn't really the ball game yet. It's just like my reality was that's the process of my reality changing. I'm seeing these bar wires, all these same uniforms, you know what I'm saying? People out here getting killed. The cert team had just killed somebody. It was just crazy, you know what I'm saying? But it hadn't really set in yet. And one of the prisons they used to be talking about all the time was Autry State Prison. Like, boy, that shit crazy. I be damn, they where they seeing me too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, hold up, man, y'all, hold up. I thought y'all said my security was all me. About prison. Yeah, so like, like I said, man, they send me, now when they send me to Archie, see the thing about people in prison, you got the worst of the worst. So people, people accustomed to studying people. A person can look at you and tell what's up with you like, Oh, he a killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that easy because you done been locked inside of this facility with so many different kind of people that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like right now, I can just see that's why I make so much eye contact because I would talk. A man has to do this. You know what I'm saying? A man is supposed to look a man directly in the eye so you can get a feel of, of who it is you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, oh, he lying. You can see deceit. You can see weakness. You can see, you know what I'm saying, ambition. You can see all of that stuff you if can. you just pay attention to a person's eyes and their aura, the the body language, everything. So it's like when I came in prison, although I was young, I wasn't scared of shit. <laughs> the reason why I got all this time, you know what I'm saying? The psychological effects of my own auntie turning on me. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't give a damn. Like where is somebody gonna do? I'm finna live in here. That's my mentality. This is why I got to live. I'm finna live in this motherfucker. And that's what it was. So what you do? I mean, I just came in there and. You know what I'm saying? Went to my cell. Matter of fact, it was some people in my cell. And uh, they just was sitting in there. So I already had my lock on my hand ready to strike whoever. So I put my, I put my mat up on the top bunk. Went to open my property and put my stuff in my lock. So the dude went to talk. I'm like, what's up, man? With a slight aggression, but not like he was trying me. It's just the natural prison aggression. And... um. He said, you know what I'm saying, asking me some questions. So my response to every one of his questions, I asked him the same question, like, what's your name? What's your name? You know what I'm saying? Like, so he tell me his name, like, where you from? Like, where you from? Man? Why you asking me all these questions? Like, I'm from Augusta. Like, like I'm from Swainburg, man, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, oh, you my homeboy, and all this old stuff. So that kind of killed a little tension. So um, he was like, man, we finna go and get on up out here, let you get all your stuff together, home team, man. You straight, man, all this old stuff. I'm like, yeah, all right, man. Put my property together. And, um... By the time I got done putting my property together, you know, I stepped out into the dorm because I want to see the hell I'm in. You know what I'm saying? This shit just look dark in here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, like, it was people that was coming up to me like, 
Oh, you from you from oh Swain, bro? You said all this old type of stuff. So then you know how that go. Brothers from Savannah was pulling up called them our homeboys, you know what I'm saying? And uh later on that night, I don't remember what happened, but somebody went to beating and I started rapping. Turn it over a little bit. And when I start rapping, everybody like God damn. But I was freestyling though. But I don't wanna get so lost that I become stupid. Uh vicious transition they be switching different positions why you niggas be looking i see you tripping about these bitches never forget that they just bitches and they don't want to elevate to a different level i'm forever I, throughout my endeavor i seen so many different things that others would call hurdles what the fuck are you looking at you slow as a turtle trying to fuck with me in this race and don't be talking about race what you know about his story fuck that the allegories don't seem to add up my mathematics came out different the equation is everlasting forever a million with casket the articulate flow so they like man hit that again man like, i was freestyling man like, what so now everybody want to know oh shit so now they say i can rap this is what prison is like People don't nobody know you when you come through the door. So everybody waiting to see what you what you about. What yeah. can you do? What's your talents? What you know what I'm saying? What's your weaknesses? Yeah. They seen that I can play ball. You know what I'm saying? They, so I start making myself approachable like that by people seeing that these these are the different avenues that I can approach him on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Our homeboys. And you know, as time was going on, you know, I was getting cool with people. You know, I had my little share of incidents. But before I had my first fight, man, it took like eight months. Before you, know you had your first what? Fight. Eight months. And I was in the worst prison at that time. The only thing worse than Archer at that time was Reedsville. But you know, as you know, they done changed that up. And um, What happened for the first fight? Uh, it was about a damn cigarette, man. Uh, a bunch of us. A lot of them was in gangs or whatever. So they were just trying to show some unity and everybody put some food in. To make this big old, what we call a pocket, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, and everybody get them some or whatever. But pocket of good food, not not prison food. Prison food, but not out the cafeteria though. Right. Off of the commissary. Commissary, that's what I meant. You know, like soups, chips. Yeah. You know how that stuff go. And um, I had how I feel. I felt some kind of way because I had put in the type of the amount of stuff that I put in. I felt like I both had more than I could eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Not really looking at the bigger picture, man. There's some people that weren't even able to put nothing in. Everybody got a chance to eat, though. Mm -hmm. That was what was more important. But, you know, I'm a young man at the time. And um, uh, a dude I know, he had pulled up on me and uh, asked me to smoke a cigarette with him. No, I don't smoke no more, but that's many years ago. And uh, I, mean, I I gave him a cigarette and, like, just give me, give me the short. You know what I'm saying? Now, the whole time... See, he in a joking mood and he got another cigarette on him. Nah, uh, okay. I ain't in no joking mood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he's smoking the cigarette. He just smoking it and smoking it. And then it got small. So now I'm like, man, what you, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh. You uh, know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah. he joking, but yeah. I don't understand how... Even in prison, a joke be aggressive. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Super, yeah. It's like, and that's like, this is a cigarette, like a cigarette break. It's not, a, it's not a common occurrence. Now, I mean, we could smoke then. We was buying it off of the of, uh, commissary then. So, so he was just dicking you. He had one in his pocket. Y'all could have yeah, smoked. Yeah, he did with plan. Y'all could have smoked together. Yeah, but he just, like I said, it's somebody I knew. We was cool. Yeah. And, 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 and he got, he got mad cause, 
Cause I done went off. He don't ever try me like that, nigga. You know what I'm saying? All this old type of stuff. So he was like, uh, I'm saying you saying all that, what's up? So you know that fighting word off top, what's up, is going down. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we go in a room and we're fighting or whatever. We actually went a couple rounds, you know what I'm saying? They had to stop us. But how times was then, man, after you fight, man, it's going to be all love. Everybody dab each other up. I respect you. I respect you too, man. And that's that. Times have changed. Yeah. Motherfucker don't fight no more. They just stabbing your ass off top about anything. You know what I'm saying? That's what the times have came to. And now they end up trying to stop that by um, placing, implementing little programs to keep people locked down. Nah, we'll lock y'all ass down if y'all fight. You know what I'm saying? And that's a statewide policy. Wait, it would lock you down if you don't fight? If you fight. If you fight. For a simple fight. Because there was so many stabbings and deaths. If you look up Georgia prison system, the amount of murder, Georgia in 2012, man, alone had more murders than a lot of prisons had, than a lot of states had over the last 10 years. When somebody real, when some, what would be a reason why somebody would get stabbed? Anything, uh, because it, it sounds reasonable. You the, the fight, what you just told me, a fight over. Like six, I said, it's many. This is two thousand five, two thousand six, or something like that. So, oh, that's that long ago. A whole, a whole other generation then came into prison now. Ah. but the beauty of it was, see, if you was already respected. See, I'm somebody that established my respect because yeah. I done did all that shit, stabbing all that. I did all that shit, man, but. I was I was somebody who was already respected. So as these younger dudes coming in there, the people that they respect respect me. So automatically, I inherit the respect. Hmm. Yeah. And and like I said, the time change, man. Somebody somebody might get stabbed out. I'm gonna show you how. We could be on the yard, but um, somebody could get to arguing about a call or something. And just like that, somebody could get out of oh, puss ass niggas, anything. And there it go. Hmm. It's going down. And now this so gang affiliated. It don't just be one stabbing. One incident, man, with 30-something people got stabbed in one incident. This real talk. Like, that's how it be happening. And it's like, you would think that people would have no sense to be like, nah, I ain't trying to go there. But Did you notice something when you are in there? Because you mentioned earlier, you said... Uh, Crips, Bloods, gangs, like like, they're a part of you just as much you're a part of them. You're, you're everything that you are is is a product of the environment and the places and the people that you've met. Like you've absorbed, you've you've integrated these things. They're they're with you. You don't you don't discriminate between them, but you understand that they're we're here. Like it's part of it's it, it is. What have you noticed anything like while you're in there? Because because you're similar to me in the aspect of where. My goal for prison would not be to join a group. My goal would be to establish myself. And, and I want to see if you noticed anything about young men that would come in and, 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 and affiliate themselves with a certain group of people. Did you notice yeah, anything like that? I saw like that, that so much, man, because, matter of fact, over these last two years, no, 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 no. Over the last three years, well, two years leading up to, you know, me being released. I saw it so much because I was in the worst dorm. I probably was in the worst dorm in the whole state. You know what I'm saying? At Smith State Prison, man. G2. So, they called the dorm gangland. Man, you probably can count on your hands how many people was in the dorm that ain't affiliated. And I'm one of them. But I'm so 
uh, associated with all these people is just like I'm affiliated. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So nobody ever really looked at me like, oh, he's just a civilian. You know what I'm saying? Like they, but I saw a lot of people that would come. I'm gonna show you how it, was. it might be the dorm hole, 101 people, right? 40 of them bloods. Know what I'm saying? 20 GDs. Know what I'm saying? 18 Mexicans. Like it's like that type of shit. So people pulling up on people. You know what I'm saying? When when they bring new arrivals into the door, when they out in the Sally Port getting ready to come into the dorm, the whole area surrounded by the dorm. Cause everybody wanna know what's going on. Like, hey, what's going on? What you claim? What you So as they coming in, you know, they gonna notice they people cause if you hear some blood and you know you a blood from the street, it's in your might be in your best interest to let them know that you are blood. You know what I'm saying? Because your life might depend on it. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, quite naturally, I seen people coming in that was civilians, chilling, cool dudes, lose their life, get stabbed, cause of, cause somebody ain't really got shit, and now it's stole call or the day for commissary, and they want your shit. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying? Now, what you gonna die about these suits, or get stabbed up about these suits, or you gonna get this shit up? Now, when you give it up, you got to understand what all you giving up to, though. Yeah, young kid doesn't know what's going on, what to do. Yeah, so they be so lost, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, man, shh. And then they'll just go and gravitate toward, they might become Muslim, they might become blood, they might become GD, they might become whatever, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them wanted to become uh, five percenters. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-mm, what's that? Like Wu-Tang them. Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah, though, the knowledge itself, you know, the I'm God. Peace God, what what Jay? What, you might you remember the neck that they were making such a big issue about Jay Z wearing? Uh-uh, I don't remember any of this. What? Is, this, this ain't even been long. Is it a philosophy of, of like more so than anything? Like uh, each not a religion, each, not a, a, a organization, but more so a philosophy than anything. Like we are our own person. We are God in the sense that we are the we are experiencing life as it creates the true itself and living us. God. The true and living saying that the original man is the true and living God. But wait, wait, but the wait. point of what I'm saying is that a lot of people just wanted to join a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It ain't no telling what they might want to join. They want to join something so they don't really have to run the risk of people coming, pulling up on them. Like, what's up? I don't big, small. You can have a lot of street credibility. It means nothing no more when you come in, when you behind that wall. I don't give a damn what you done did on the street, man. You could be done killed 20 people. Guess what? This will be the same mass murderer that's in here tied up on the floor and they just took pictures of his ass and put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's how it was going down. Right. And people can try to say whatever they want to. Man, that shit gonna affect you, man, when you living in it, man. You become more aggressive. You become cold. You know what I'm saying? You get your heart just break up. You know what I'm saying? You can see somebody get stabbed a hundred times and that shit won't even affect you, man. You can sit, sit right there and eat a bowl of cereal while he's blood squirting out his neck. Like, that's what it do to you. These are the psychological damages, you know what I'm saying, that living inside of the constraints of this shit causes mm-hmm. on the individual mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the real reality. And some people, you know, they become better people. Some people become worse. You know what I'm saying? Some people get in there and take on the ways of the prison life. 
Some people get in there and reject it. Like, man, I got to get up out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it's like, it's, it's like that shit like a graveyard, man. That's why oftentimes in my rounds, you'll hear me saying that I kicked the casket open or. Yeah, I, I heard that today. I came out of grave or they buried me, but I'm back. That type of stuff. Because that's how I really feel. You know what I'm saying? You really, truly feel like you're in the graveyard. And do some things they can't imagine. I told her what I would do if I ever see the streets again. And now that I got the chance, I'm about to take these niggas' fans. Fresh off the of 11 that I just pulled in the can. And I talk about the ghetto to try to help them understand. The mind state of somebody that know nothing but poverty and crime rate Every day in the streets is a motherfucking blind date And today might be the day that you meet death Inquiring about whereabouts but I ain't answer shit yet How you real when you be dressed up in a fishnet The type that really need a slit neck You make your mother ashamed of you with the disrespect We don't speak the same language that's where we disconnect These niggas out here getting hit with shit the list of kids Don't fuck around and be a victim of a split wig Parole fees much better than stoke call Nigga this forever, what the fuck I told y'all I was gonna do when I get home, word is born Sometimes I feel alone, this deep ass hill I'm on And I don't take interest in getting you niggas on my songs I don't need help telling my story cause I'm a dumb And I ain't here to advertise for Don Perignon And your favorite rapper can't take you to places that I gone Them concrete jungle got forever written on walls I kick the casket open, some people see me in pause Some say that I I'm talking about man, it, it's people like rest in peace, BG. You know what I'm saying? We we've been chilling in the dorm, smoking. I go to my detail, BG from Hit Village Project, man. Shout out. But um, I go to my detail over here in the hole where I work in the hole. Ten minutes later, they rolling somebody by. All the police then ran to the dorm, and they rolling somebody by on an ice cart. He ain't got stabbed in it. He dead just like that. BG? That's how it be. It's like Compton. That shit was about some basketball shit. Hmm. And he don't even play basketball. He just was out there trying to do something to make the time pass. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And if you go back on my page, you will see me see stuff like that post. I posted this picture. You know what I'm saying? Like my old roommate. Right before I came home or day before I came home, I was looking in the Savannah obituary, man. I see a, see the face of a brother that was just my roommate, man. You know what I'm saying? A few months ago, he was just my roommate. He dead. I'm trying to figure out how this happened. Is this a mistake? Like, what the... You know what I'm saying? And he had a life sentence. He got locked up when he was 18, too, but he was getting ready to get out. Darren Sutton, rest in peace, Deucey, man. Like, it's just so much war shit, man. That's just all it be all the time to the point where you have to become a thinker. If you want to survive, if you want to try to circumvent all this shit and, and make it out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to become a strategic person. And we was doing stuff like for the Ramadan, for the Nation of Islam, the December Fast, you know, we'll participate in that and we'll get a lot of people to sign up. You know what I'm saying? And they ended up giving us our own platform in which we controlled. We, we stopped all the violence for a whole month straight. It might not sound like Dude, that long. That's huge. That's but, huge. Yeah, but to stop violence for a whole month and some shit like that, like that's that's that was major. And uh two gangs had had some issues, so we had them in there discussing the shit, like on some diplomatic shit. Hmm. And the administration came in there and thought that they it was something that it wasn't. Oh, and shit. they destroyed our whole platform. Oh shit. And shit went back to pandemonium ASAP. Like, it was that type of stuff, man. You started a movement. 
Damn. From a diagram in the cell, man. Damn. It's in the, it's in my paperwork in there right now. So, so this is this is learning how to think. I want to ask you about that. Like I I use the word mindfulness a lot, which is just being aware of what I'm thinking and having the ability to redirect my thoughts towards something positive. Mm-hmm. Something that gives me hope, something that gives me courage, something that gives me faith. And a lot of that times it's I'm going off of stories uh, of other people that have been in similar situations that I had that have made it through. And I would, and I would, uh, th- through my roughest times, I always mentally project like future images of the life I'd like to lead. Mm-hmm. And it inspires me to keep doing the next thing to, to get through it on a day where I don't feel like when I f- feel shitty. How do you do your, how did you learn how to think and what kind of, uh, what kind of applications did you use for yourself? I know you said you had the case. Yeah, so you know that forced me to think. Yeah. That that in itself, that forced me. And you know, I always been studious. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I'm able to articulate my thoughts pretty clearly because I always studied something before I ever got locked up. You know what I'm saying? I I always studied something. But um, I think it was just more so me looking at the reality of the situation. Me knowing the possibility, like, man, I could get up out of this motherfucker, man, if I apply myself appropriately because I just saw somebody get their case overturned. Somebody that had life in five or life in 15, one. You know what I'm saying? Doughboy, yeah. Dorian O from Savannah. This is who they accuse, of, who they try to accuse of killing camouflage. But it wasn't even nothing like that, you know what I'm saying? He my family, though, man. That's a good brother, man. But, um... I remember he used to be trying to drill in my head. Cause even then, I was telling him, like, man, when these motherfuckers bring me back to court, I ain't taking no motherfucking plea. I want this shit off me. So he was like, man, they offer you 10 years, man. You just take this shit. You be trying to just drill this shit, man. Like, man, I don't want to hear that shit. And that's what he ended up getting 10 years when he went back to court, which most of that was already done. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was stuff like that, me weighing out the possibilities. You know what I'm saying? And just... I got to study this law. And then a lot of people know me because I can I do music. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm a naturally popular person. I've always been like that. I ain't never had to play sports or nothing, man. Yeah. Me being outspoken, me being um, unafraid and all that, like it always made me popular. And I've never been afraid to speak my mind to the teachers, all that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to respect me. Mm-hmm. And see, what I applied to my situation was the fact that it ain't no fear. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to go to whatever extent the next man willing to go. See, if you're willing to stab me, so I'm willing to cut your head off. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to go a step further. Mm-hmm. And that's what I applied. But like I said, man, people in prison can read a person, man. They know you. They Every little thing you do in prison, man, it's like that shit written on a piece of paper sometimes. People, can, people know. You can do that now too, can't you? What? You can tell when you meet someone or when, or when you see someone, you, you got a good, you can yeah. read energy in a sense. That That's something that'll never leave me. Cause right. like I said, man, I just spent 11 years in that. You know what I'm saying? Like this, I became a man in prison. You know what I'm saying? When I turned 33, I'm only 30. When I turned 33, I would just be getting to where I did a third of my life behind the wall. So mm. I done spent over a third of my life behind the wall. It's like I, in a sense, I grew up in prison. so. That's something that ain't never gonna leave.
done You can try to pray, but you still can't run Serving all them J's, making plays, toting guns But when the J's rage your estate, boy, you done One day, one day, one day You gon' have to face the facts One day, one day, one day You gon' have to face the facts Selling drugs, trying to get some money up Not paying attention to the effects and how it's messing people's family up I think it's safe to say that these conditions have damaged us The incarceration rate amongst black men is unmanageable Who gon' take these young girls to the next level? Keep them off the block from prostituting and chasing cheddar Now I got liberty like I'm on making an Avalon I went from doing time to Alpharetta at the Avalon So many gays here, America is Babylon I just seen some of the LGBT community join Farrakhan Cops killing black kids, not getting indicted But every time it happens, it's supposed to be a game right Cause if you don't stand up for yourself, then who else will? Get respect even if you get yourself killed But that's what separate all the fake from the real I like to educate when I spit, it takes skills All that cocaine, dope game, talking ain't my thing And I ain't here to rap about no gold chain And I don't advocate getting high unless it's weed Cause one day you gon' have to face all of them bad deeds One day you gon' have to face what you done You can try to pray but you still can't run Serving all them J's, making plays, toting guns But when the J's rage your estate, boy, you done One day, one day, one day You gon' have to face the facts One day, one day, one day You gon' have to face the facts I was sitting in a cell for 11 years Burning alive in the hell, five dead real As I screamed out in pain, they ignored my cries I seen the old man die right before my eyes Sentenced to 42, 30 at 19 years old My old auntie took the stand on me, it was cold I ain't shed a tear, I packed it up and went down the road Official killer, I was chilling with VL mail from the Pope Making pockets, smoking cigarettes to the rope Be careful with your approach Breaking metal, sharpening knives up for protection Two to three hundred stabbings a year, so keep a weapon I seen a brother die by the suit today That but I turned twenty, so many that's mentally demented See, you can't understand what I'm saying, cause it's too much But that's why I became a man, it's kinda where I grew up That fire that they threw me and made me become a dime of me And Quadro going stupid on the workout and the diet And I started learning about politics My brother died, showed me love that wasn't counterfeit Supreme Master passed the torch to a scientist It's a disaster thinking you can get some ties in this No desire to break bread with the establishment But if I see where I can get ahead, I want some cash for this One day, one day, you gon' have to face what you done You can try to pray, but you still can't run Serving all them J's, making plays, toting guns But when the J's raid your estate, boy, you done One day, one day, one day You gon' have to face the facts One day, one day, one day You gon' have to face the facts